0: Doc, Doc, you gotta give us some good news. Yeah. Welcome, Destination Devi listeners. This is Jeff Mueller, Doctor of Physical Therapy, your host for the Destination Devi Injuries Pod. Welcome to Week Nine. We have four teams on by: Denver, Detroit, Jacksonville, and the Niners. And then Week Ten, we have Kansas City, Miami, Philly, and the Rams bunch of juggernaut offenses on the on their buys the next couple weeks. so hang in there hopefully you're running waivers pretty well and and taking advantage there and hopefully you have some solid options this week. let's get to the injuries at least for week nine. at quarterback Josh Allen he is coming off that right shoulder injury sounds like he did re-injure it slightly last game, but he was fully removed off the injury report and good to go. I don't think this is going to limit him very much. If anything, maybe on deep shots, but they'll probably just dial up kind of similar to what they've done the last couple games where, you know, more short intermediate passes, likely runs. Uh, either way, do not fade Josh Allen. He has immense upsides, still top five upside. So don't, don't consider uh, avoiding Josh Allen, even in DFS. Deshaun Watson, he is set to start this week against Arizona. He's coming off that shoulder injury. Bright side, the matchup is pretty good. Uh, you know, after their first go around, Deshaun Watson tried to play. Obviously, it didn't go well. He felt some symptoms that he wasn't fully confident in. My gut here says. If he truly wasn't ready to play, I don't think he would have returned or been okay with returning. So the fact that he's actually off, fully removed from the injury report and is expected to play, I think they did a better job of of assessing him, of uh, analyzing the situation, seeing are you really ready to go? Can you make throws at all three levels? We'll we'll just kind of have to wait and see. The crazy part about this is, for this week, given given the quarterback landscape, Deshaun Watson very well could be a borderline quarterback one. So for now, I'd view him more as a quarterback two. If you have a better option, play them. I you know guys like Sam Howell, I'd play over Deshaun Watson, obviously. But which, Watson is a risky play, but he could could pay off for you if you have say Russell or Jared Goff or Trevor Lawrence on by. Daniel Jones coming off that neck injury, he was fully removed off the injury report as well, cleared for contact earlier this week, and he he is set to play this week. So likely carries some re-injury risk, especially if he takes a big hit from behind again. I I wouldn't necessarily love playing him this week. I, I would rather watch and see how he plays, how he performs for a couple weeks. Plus, Darren Waller is out. I'll talk on him later. This, this Giants offense is just, it's probably going to be running just mostly through Saquon Barkley. Again, the only Giants player I would want to play is Saquon this week, Justin Fields. He's coming off that right thumb injury. He is doubtful for this week, very unlikely to play this week, but it is very good to see that his status has been upgraded. And actually we saw some videos of him throwing, not just short and intermediate throws, but deep throws. And they were all fairly accurate. So very good to see there. I saw some takes where, oh, why didn't he just get surgery? Well, sounds like the, the the staff actually around Justin Fields deemed it unnecessary for surgery. Sure enough, looks like he's throwing, looks like he's close to a return, maybe next week, maybe week 11. So I think he's close to returning. If you have him, just hang in there. Kyler Murray coming off the ACL, he is unlikely to play he was fully removed from the injury report but there's speculation that Arizona wants to wait for his first game to not be against Cleveland which is a very tough defense sounds like Clayton Toon is set to start which downgrades pretty much every Arizona player especially against this Browns defense Uh, we have no idea what to expect from Clayton Toon even even Trey McBride you know people are are hyping him up but I think it's important to remember that Joshua Dobbs was keeping him afloat with 14 targets. We have no idea what to expect from Clayton Toon after they traded Joshua Dobbs to Minnesota at the trade deadline. They're likely just waiting out another week. I do expect Kyler Murray to play next week, Week 10. Arizona has until this coming Tuesday to fully activate him from IR. Uh, I, I don't see... I don't think they would have gone through this game plan where they've prepared him, they've had him practice, et cetera, to just keep him on IR for the rest of the season. So I think week 10 he does play. For this week, I'd be very tempted to bench all Arizona players, even Marquise Brown. Matt Stafford, he's coming off the right thumb injury. UCL He's list is questionable after not participating in practice at all this week. Technically listed as a game-time decision. I think it's unlikely that he plays. The Rams have a bye week next week. They likely go with Brett Ripien this week, which is, again, a downgrade to the entire offense. This week is so weird with all these bye weeks and then the quarterback situations. Daniel Jones coming back, Deshaun Watson coming back, uh, Matt Stafford out, Brett Ripien starting, Clayton Toon starting, uh, Jaron Hall starting for Minnesota. It's just a weird week. So uh, Superflex Leagues... Probably going to be starting Brett Rippian if you need just some random throw in there. Or hopefully, maybe not even starting a quarterback. Hopefully, you have some solid bench players that you can play instead with upside. Like a Demario Douglas. I'll talk on him later. Uh, But yeah, so it looks like for Rams, Brett Rippian's going to start. I would expect Matt Stafford to return week 11. Sounds like he uh, is not expected to miss many games. And he wasn't placed on IR as expected. So there is a chance that Matt Stafford's back week 11. At running back, Saquon Barkley, he told reporters that his ankle, his high ankle sprain, is likely going to continue to bother him all season. The Giants haven't been afraid of that, obviously. They had him, I think he touched the ball 36 times last week. I would expect the same, especially with Daniel Jones back. It's probably, this offense is likely going to run through Saquon Barkley again. So expect another big workload. Don't fade Saquon. If anything in DFS, maybe fade him just because cost, and there's some other solid options available. Uh, like I went, Jonathan Taylor over Saquon because he's cheaper and carries as much upside, especially since he plays Carolina. Um, oh, and and speaking of, I, I actually don't have Jonathan Taylor on here on the list today. But while I'm talk, talking on him, I looked through last game. So there was some speculation that uh, before the half, Jonathan Taylor had a play where he looked hobbled, and then he he looked hobbled just before halftime of his right right side right ankle. And he only had two touches in the second half. He actually outsnapped Zach Moss. Uh, I think it was like 68 percent snaps for Jonathan Taylor, and that, or maybe 60, 60 to 62 percent snaps for Jonathan Taylor. And it was 68 percent routes run for Jonathan Taylor. He just didn't get the ball, so he actually significantly outplayed Zach Moss and didn't show any signs of an injury. So I think you're very safe to play Jonathan Taylor this week. And to be honest, probably if you're that desperate, if you if you have a, a flex spot that you need to fill, I think Zach Moss is likely a running back three with upside, given how much of volume he's getting. Amari Demarcado talking on Arizona running backs. He's done with a toe injury, likely turf toe. He was not placed on IR, but he is listed as out. And I I just I wouldn't lean on I, I wouldn't consider playing any Arizona running back at this point. Not Damian Williams, not Keontae Ingram, just bench them all. Clayton Toon's quarterback, we just don't know what to expect. Uh, And Keontae Ingram is, even if he gets volume, he's just not very good. So fade all Arizona running backs. And then it does sound like James Conner is close to returning. I'll talk on him in a little bit, but not for this week. Gus Edwards, he's coming off that toe injury. He was fully removed off the injury report. Minimal concern here, as he told reporters he's hoping to get a big workload. Again, he's hoping to carry that big load. Uh, pause. His matchup is tougher this week, but he's getting majority of the red zone and goal line work, so I think he's safe to play as a running back too, with upside, especially if he's scoring. So they're they're likely to lean on running it in the red zone again. Jerome Ford, he's coming off that ankle sprain. Remarkably, he played, and actually played well last game. This week, he was fully removed off the injury report. Now, hard to know if Cleveland makes Jerome Ford the main running back or leaves it as Kareem Hunt. Pierre Strong's also been running very well, but I don't think the ankle is going to limit Ford. I I do expect more of a committee approach. However, the matchup's really, really nice. So, And I would expect more of a a run game script for Cleveland with, again, Arizona, Clayton Toons, quarterback Cleveland's probably going to be leading most of the game. So I think you could probably view both Kareem Hunt and Drum Ford as running back twos with upside. If you need to play him, Damian Pierce, he's listed as out with an ankle sprain. Hopefully, you know, not too much information has been released on him. Hopefully this isn't the same kind of ankle sprain as he dealt with last year. Last year was a high ankle sprain that, that cost him the rest of the season. I think he missed four games, but for now, you know he hasn't been placed on IR. He's just listed as out for this week. For this week, Devin Singletary should slide into the running back one role for Houston. Now, tough matchup. So I think Singletary is more likely a running back three with running back two upside if he's fully leaned on. I, he, I doubt you know Houston's run game hasn't been going very strongly here. I think it's more of a CJ Stroud pass game. So I wouldn't be too excited to, to play Devin Singletary. Um, but if you needed a you know a flex option, Singletary should get majority of the workload here. I, I don't expect Mike Boone to work in too much. Joe Mixon, he was dealing with a chest injury. He is questionable, but expected to play. I don't think this chest injury should limit him, and he's probably going to be once again a running back two with upside. Especially now that Joe Burrow is looking like himself, he's probably going to get more volume. He's the run game's probably going to be more successful than it was the first. Uh, five, six weeks. So if you have Joe Mixon, he should be safe to play. Aaron Jones, he's coming off that hamstring strain, even though he was wearing a red non-contact jersey in practice, he, it has been stated that he is fully good to go, uh, ready to be unleashed according to Matt LaFleur. So I think this week we can finally trust that maybe green Bay leans on Aaron Jones a little bit more. So I am expecting running back two with upside numbers here. Hopefully he returns to that highly efficient Running back that we know Aaron Jones to be. Green Bay needs that. AJ Dillon is not very good, but uh, yeah, hopefully Aaron Jones can step up and and actually perform well for us for fantasy purposes. If you're having to play him or, or leaning on uh, needing him to slide into your running back two role, he should be safe to play. At wide receiver, Drake London and Curtis Samuel have already been ruled out. For Atlanta, Drake London being out, I'm I'm hoping this means more Kyle Pitts usage. Who knows with Arthur Smith? For all we know, it could be could wind up being Van Jefferson or Mac Mac Hollins or Scotty Miller. So hopefully Kyle Pitts finally gets more usage here. Uh, Johnny also becomes an intriguing option, just given how much they're using the tight end. Johnny probably gets a good amount of targets there. Curtis Samuel being out, he should this should lead to more of a another Jahan Dotson game. However, if you need, I, I kind of like this as a DF, DFS play because of how cheap he is. Jamison Crowder, he is expected to slide right into the slot role again. And Sam Howell has been targeting the slot position fairly, fairly, a fairly decent amount. I don't know if he's going to pass 52 times again, but uh, especially against New England, I, I, you know, James Crowder is a, kind of an intriguing option this week, but Jahan Dotson, I think he's safe to play. I know every week it's like, man, is he going to have zero catches, two catches. I think it's going to be another Dotson week. Devonta Parker, he is out with a concussion. So with Devonta Parker and Kendrick Bourne out, Kendrick Bourne tore his ACL. Demario Douglas should be a very intriguing flex option. He actually led New England in routes run, and I believe in, uh, in snaps and touches. So hopefully this week, it's a much better matchup against Washington. Could be a juju week. Could be, could be an intriguing play, um, but I like the ceiling play of DeMario Douglas. They're starting to really utilize him in various ways, so hopefully it's a solid game for Douglas. Josh Downs, he's dealing with a knee injury, added to the injury report on Thursday with a knee sprain, limited in practice Thursday and Friday. Uh, there has not been any news on whether he's expected to play or not. I think if Downs does play, I'm very tempted to sit him, even though he's been performing well. Just the mid midweek addition to the injury report places him at a higher risk for re-injury in game, a production dip of around 10 to 15 percent. Even you know, despite his current usage, uh, likely a dip plus r- risk of re-injury in game. So, if you have a solid option, pivot option, I would go that pivot option over Josh Downs. Just keep an eye on his status. It does. I-, I I'm kind of expecting him to play just on limited snaps. Puka Nakua, he's dealing with a knee injury. Sounds like he was dealing with some swelling within his knee, um, but leaning towards playing this week, I, I do think he's listed as questionable. It does sound like he's going to play. But again, similar situation to Josh Downs. Re injury risk, likely a 10 to 15% production dip with the with the injury itself. But then we have, also have to consider Brett Ripion's going to be a quarterback, not Matt Stafford. So we just don't know what to expect out of this. Rams offense. They're probably gonna lean on the run more. Daryl Henderson, Royce Freeman, probably lean on those guys a little bit more. Who knows what Brett Rippian's gonna do? There if I was Brett Rippian, I would just throw it to Cooper Cup all game. Um, so I'd be very tempted to to sit Puka, but he's probably more of a wide receiver three with with a lower ceiling, even with the re-injury risk and quarterback risk. DJ Chark, he's dealing with an elbow injury, he's questionable. I do lean towards sitting DJ Chark, just given his low ceiling. Plus, Jonathan Mingo has been out snapping him lately. It's been more of the Adam Thielen and Jonathan Mingo uh, production lately for for Carolina. And this actually could be a solid game for Mingo, uh, given his role and given how much Bryce Young has been targeting him lately. And Mingo played 99% of the snaps. So I do expect less of a you know, lower volume, lower snap game for DJ Chark. And if you needed a, if you're kind of desperate, if you needed a cheap DFS play or a, you know, deep flex option, Jonathan Mingo is intriguing this week. Joshua Palmer. He has been listed as out with a knee injury. Finally listed as out. It's been three weeks where he's been really banged up and he just keeps gutting it out. And, and this week he just couldn't go. Did not practice all week. I don't know what this means for the Chargers offense. my, My personal hope is Quentin Johnston gets more volume and, uh, you know, his usage is he's used a little bit more in the offense. I would expect Sauce Gardner, even though he doesn't shadow, I I would expect Sauce Gardner to be on Keenan Allen a little bit more. Uh, I don't think they would put Sauce Gardner on Quentin Johnston. Seems like a waste. Um, You know, let DJ Reed, let somebody else cover, cover Quentin Johnson and put your best corner on Keenan. That would make sense to me. Uh, But again, who, who knows? I do expect a bigger game for Quentin Johnson, like a wide receiver four with upside, especially if they can get him. Kind of like last game, he had five catches for 50 yards and put him in situations where he kind of needs to create some yak and just let him work, get the ball into his hands, three, four yards off the line of scrimmage and just let him work, try to break tackles. That's his strength. His strength's not going to be vertical. So I do think that's how they use him this week. Um, What I do like actually is Gerald Everett in this matchup especially if Keenan takes uh majority of the coverage. At tight end, Darren Waller. He is dealing with a hamstring strain that is different than the one that bothered him last year and in preseason. He has been placed on IR, though. This is expected to knock him out for four games. Unsure if you should snag Daniel Bellinger in non-TEP leagues. In TEP leagues, he's probably already rostered. But uh, yeah, if you're, if you're absolutely hurting at tight end and you need a kind of an upside play, the upside here is that Daniel Bellinger, when he was the only tight end on the roster, Daniel Jones actually targeted him a decent amount, especially in the red zone. So I think if you play Daniel Bellinger, you're kind of banking on a, you know, 2-3 catch, but with a touchdown type game from him. Uh, it's very risky, but if you're absolutely desperate, he could he could wind up panning out. David Njoku, he's dealing with that ankle injury. However, he has fully been removed off the injury report, he is good to go. Great news, especially with Watson back, and given his current usage, his his usage usage has really spiked in the last two three weeks. And this is a great matchup against tight ends. So hopefully, Watson passes to him. David Njoku has had over a two yard per route run over the last couple weeks. So really good to see him finally involved more, um, especially with you know Cleveland's Cleveland traded away Donovan Peoples Jones. Um, they haven't really been utilizing Elijah Moore very much, but uh, they need another good option to pop aside Amari uh, Cooper. So hopefully that's Njoku this week. Luke Musgrave he has fully been re- been fully removed from the injury report off the ankle injury. He should be closer to his normal self. What we saw in the early couple weeks, the you know we we don't know what to expect out of this Green Bay offense. Jordan Love has really taken a step back from the first two weeks though it seems like the, the play calling has really changed. They need to go more towards the RPOs. That was benefiting Love, benefiting Musgrave. But uh, yeah, if you if you need kind of an upside play at tight end, just say you have a tight end who, you know, they're, they're on bye this week or something. You have Kittle or um, uh, whoever else is on bye this week. Uh, Laporta, Engram, and just say you needed a, a tight end option and you have Musgrave. I think he should be safe to play from an injury perspective and just hope for more volume. Well, that's it for week nine specifically. Other updates, just want to touch on these guys real quick. Kyler Murray, he likely plays week 10. Again, I talked on him earlier. Arizona has until Tuesday to fully activate him off the IR. That's the plan. Again, I don't see them going through this whole process over the last couple weeks just to keep Kyler Murray on IR, keep him on PUP, and not bring him back. So I would expect Kyler Murray to play week 10, Uh, which should be a huge boost for Marquise Brown and Trey McBride. Devon Achan, just want to make sure I said his name right, he looks uh, ready to go, likely returns week 11 after their bye. He was moving pretty well in some videos I saw. uh, Didn't get surgery, so I would expect this injury to not limit him moving forward. So we're finally getting some replacements here, some firepower back. Achan should be back for week 11. Justin Jefferson, he likely returns to practice this week, although uh, Kevin O'Connell was being fairly quiet about that. But I would expect him to be able to return, hopefully this week, at least, if not this week, at least by next week. Uh, So possibly a Week 10 or Week 11 game return for Justin Jefferson. And then we'll just have to wait and see what their quarterback situation plays out to be. It sounds like Jaron Hall is the quarterback this week. Very tough matchup against against Atlanta. Although the Atlanta DBs have been getting cooked lately over the last two weeks or so, but not really sure what to do with Jordan Addison this week with Jaron Hall at quarterback uh, could could turn out to be you know a two catch game uh, or or at halftime you know Hall is struggling and they just decide to throw Dobbs in. I, I they probably don't do that, but they're trying to win, so we'll just have to wait and see what the Vikings decide to do. James Connor he is likely ready to return week eleven or week ten off of IR. Uh, should be a good boost, and especially if that coincides with Kyler Murray returning, James Conner should slide right back into his role getting 20-plus touches. So very exciting about that. Uh, if someone dropped him in redraft leagues or you're a contender and you just need a really cheap running back option, just I, I would consider acquiring James Conner now uh, before news comes out that he's expected to return. Alright, that covers all main injuries this week. If you have any questions, please reach out in the Destination Devi Players Injuries channel. Follow me on x at PT for live updates as any injuries occur. Check out the content on the website. Make sure you're not missing out on that, especially the the new Trinity tool from Jordan Backey's. Yeah, awesome tools, awesome information that you can gather, especially as you're trying to figure out, um, you know, if you're... Don't, don't get caught in the middle in your leagues, especially your dynasty leagues. If you are... A fake contender, kind of, kind of a contender. You're just trying to hang on. Go use these tools. See who you should pivot off of, or, or try to acquire now before they really pop. Uh, use these tools to take advantage of your, of your situation, and then take advantage of other people's situations. There's, there's probably teams like if you're caught in the middle, you know, decide now if there are some teams who are contenders and they can use some of your aging vets. Try to take advantage of that. Sell your aging vets for rookies who are showing some good metrics who should pop next year or late this year, you know, fill, fill those, get those cheap or, or uh good profile assets that are moving forward into late 2023 or at least into 2024 to help your rebuild instead of sitting on some of these vets. So, and then as contender, look for those options who maybe they're cheap. Maybe they're, maybe they're rotting on some of these rebuild teams and those rebuild teams just want some picks You know, take advantage of that and get some solid contender pieces for your team moving forward. So wish you luck. Go get some wins this week, and we'll see you next week.